0: Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, where we talk about everything from feminism to women empowerment and some fun stuff too. It's hosted by Kenzie Meekbeck and Megan Hoparts. Woohoo! And today's episode is about women empowering women. Okay, let's get started. Let's get started. So that was actually the first few seconds of the first episode of The Peaceful Truth. And now we are on our 100th episode. So I'm gonna be taking a look back today at some of my favorite or most impactful moments that came to mind in the course of the existence of this podcast. And they aren't in any particular order or these aren't even necessarily my top 10 favorite moments or necessarily my top 10 favorite podcasts. They're just some times that stuck out to me. Um, And I just was really cool because Um, It was a walk down memory lane, and to see how this podcast has kind of evolved or changed is really cool. And it's also reminded me of how I learned and how I've grown from this entire experience. So I wanted to thank you, though, and I really appreciate you continuing to be interested. But without further ado, let's take a look back at the clips from 10 different episodes. Again, not in any particular order. And we're going to go back for the first episode for a quick clip about the importance of women empowering other women.
1: Today's first topic
2: uh, is women empowering women. Women empowering women, brought to you by... Us. Kittens. Inspired (laughs) by kittens. Kittens. Oh, gosh. Okay, so
0: women empowering women, that basic concept, and you can, like Megs, you can kind of say what you feel like it is to you, but women empowering women to me is I feel like everything should be positive with other women because there's a lot of negativity, especially right now in the world. I think there's always negativity in the world. I don't think it just happened just now. But Um. I think that we should just be nice to each other and lift each other up instead of talking each other down. And I feel like women empowering women, we could do anything if we were all more like them.
2: I second everything that you just said. So this kind of leads really nicely into my story about women empowering women. We're going to tell stories about our own Uh, interactions
0: with women, empowering women. We're going to do one positive or one good and one bad story. So our personal experiences.
2: Our personal experiences. So um, our friend Allie, who also lives in Seattle, also is from Texas. Just a bunch of Texas ladies living out here in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) She works at this really, really big company. And they specifically put on like, an eight-hour training for women to empower other women. And it was a stop. specific day dedicated to women empowering women. We need to have
0: Allie on here.
2: I know. She learned so much stuff. And so then it was kind of funny because she would just, like, you would be talking to her. This is, like, you know, a month after this conference. You'd be talking to her. You'd be telling her about her day. And then she'd just, like, stop and stare at you. And she'd say, Megan. You have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. You are so passionate about life. You have the best work ethic. Like, the conference taught you to just say what you're thinking at that moment. If it's something positive and if it's empowering somebody, the conference was like, just freaking say it.
0: I love it. I know. Why can't all
2: workplaces do that? It was so it But was I feel so like men funny. should be invited too. This is true. This is true. In this case, it was only women But I do feel like it could be both. Because all people can be feminists. Yes. And so then, like, you would get a text message from her. Like, every day at noon, she'd be like, Megan, I just need to tell you that you've inspired me to be powerful and you've inspired me to be a beautiful woman inside and out. Send. And, like, it would be like every day she would do something. That is so sweet. And so I was just like, everybody should have this conference. And... Everybody should, if you are feeling positive, and if you do want to tell somebody that they're really rocking the glasses today, then tell them.
0: Yeah, I always compliment ladies. I'm not wearing nail polish right now, but I really like funky nail polish. So when I see a good nail polish. Anyway, sorry, (laughs) makes.
2: That's my good story. Do you like it? I love it. So
0: that was a look or a listen at the first clip of the first episode, which is on all popular podcast platforms and YouTube, and any of the past episodes you can go listen to. But this next one we'll dive into is actually called Strip It Down, which is episode 10 and it's so scandalous, just kidding. Um, So let's take a listen to two clips which are edited together, where we talk about how good it feels to strip something off.
2: And the last reason why taking your bra off is the best part of your day is because if we're honest, wearing a bra is like wearing a cage all day, no matter how pretty the bra is.
0: Yeah. Doesn't it? Okay. It just feels good when you unhook it and then it's like a release from your back. But then when you take it off your boobs, it just feels so free and it just feels like not as gross. And I don't know how to describe it.
2: I kind of feel bad for... People who don't get to wear bras because they don't get to feel the luxury of taking it off.
0: It's that satisfying.
2: So another thing that feels really good to take off is your eye makeup. Mm. I love it.
0: So at the end of the day, you've had mascara on all day long. A lot of mascara. You've been at work, you took off your bra, you took out your contacts, and then you just get off everything from your eyes, and then you're just a free little lady.
2: And Kinsey, we know, uses Dove
0: soap. I Oh, oh, that was what I was going to tell you today. Two things I converted
1: to this week
0: after our beauty podcast. What? Clear soul, or the wash (gasps) that you use. Do you like it? Yes, but I woke up today and my skin was like peeling. It was so dry. Oh no, so I don't know if it was because of that, but I just started using it, so it might be. It's probably it. Um, but I'll just keep using it for now. I, I think I need dry skin, mm-hmm. uh, wash anyway, but that and then, um, I converted because I, I am out of razors and I've been using uh, like chic embrace or whatever the green one. Mm-hmm. Do
2: you know which one that is that? Maybe the Gillette,
0: I don't know. Anyway. And, like, the refills for, like, five razors is probably 30 to $40. It's
2: ridiculous how expensive they are.
0: And I'm like, oh, God, this is ridiculous. So I was like, what if male razors are literally the same thing? So I found a five-blade Gillette male razor,
2: $10. And it's the same thing? Yes, it's great.
0: I've been using it all week. Feel my, like,
2: girl, we all should do this.
0: Does it feel any different?
2: No, it feels exactly the same. Why the heck
0: do we buy women things? And why are women's things more expensive? It's kind of ridiculous. So I also really love this next episode. It's episode 89, Blogging Tips and Chasing Dreams with Katie Blackwell. She's a blogger in Dallas, or the Dallas area, and she gives a lot of great online and social media advice in this episode. But beyond that, she talks about the importance of staying true to your passions and doing them because of your love for them and not for the wrong reasons
1: people need to like realize too that like it doesn't just like happen overnight. And I have to remind myself that because some people like I started this blog because I loved it. Like I wanted to do it. I didn't necessarily say, Oh, I'm going to start this. And then like tomorrow I'm going to quit my job. And this is going to be my full-time career. Like I did this because I had a passion, not necessarily to make money. And all these bloggers that have been successful, they like say that when they go on podcasts on their own platforms, they talk about it, that They did this because they love the industry and they love to share the information. And I think it's helpful to remind yourself of that, that it's not like an overnight success These people have started these platforms since like 2011. And it takes time to grow a following and to not get discouraged that just to keep posting like what you love and sharing what you love. So that's why I like listening to those podcasts and then following some of the different bloggers because it's a good reminder.
0: So now we're gonna dive into the quarter life crisis episode, which is the sixth episode. And I could kind of tell by re-watching it that it was difficult for me to be vulnerable and uh, about what I was planning to say in this episode. At the time, I could tell by like my mannerisms But I am proud that I did it because it's important to challenge, I believe it's important to challenge yourself or do things that might be intimidating um, and doing more vulnerable things. And so I find some other parts of my personal life less intimidating to approach than what I experienced um, in some of my darker times in my 20s. But um, anyway, prior to this snippet, I was talking about the importance of travel. So right before, Um, you hear this next clip. I was talking about the importance of travel and I'm actually really proud of myself because I went to Europe with one of my girlfriends this year and I was able to do it. And I was really proud of that this year and it was actually a big accomplishment. In this clip though, I will talk about the advice I'd give other people going through a hard time in their mid-20s from what I've experienced. And I'm proud to say um, that I've been going to therapy for a year and a half. I talk about wanting to go here. Um, But yeah, so you'll see why I mentioned that before going into this clip. So let's take a look. Another thing is do things that scare you. So. Try to do things that are different and that like intimidate you. Um, act on your dreams and do the work it will take to get you there. I think a lot of things that are limiting is like doing the work that it'll actually take you to get there. Like this podcast actually intimidated me to be able to share this part of myself and to also just be able to put yourself out there. Um, because I've been through things that weren't successful. And so just do things, just do it, do it because it makes you happy. Um, be vulnerable when appropriate, um, learn from your downfalls, be open to everyone and everything like people and accepting of others. It's totally okay to not have it figured out or to change or to make mistakes. It's okay to not have it figured out. Um, Talk to people about it, which I haven't done. Therapy, I think, would be helpful for anyone, like anyone.
2: Therapy is literally the best thing in the world. It doesn't have
0: to be that you're going through a thing, Um, but I think I should go. Uh, Sleep more. Like, Take time to sleep. Be cognizant of your feelings and what you're going through and the decisions that you're making. Just be cognizant of it. Um, Get medical help when you need it. Like I had to be diagnosed with these things. And you're never too old to change your mind on work. You're never too old, even despite your 20s. To change your mind on work, your relationships, and do it all for you and not what other people think. So it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be unemployed. Um, no one's, that's more of you judging yourself. No one's judging you. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. unless it is someone who's straight up being a jerk, but maybe that person shouldn't be in your life. Then that's their own problem. In this next clip, I really love this episode, um, but sorry about the crappy audio quality. It was an insane week of, people visiting that week. Um, It was last summer and work. And my niece was actually just born right before this clip or we recorded this episode. Not like quite literally, but like a day or two prior. Um, So I'm sorry that the audio isn't great, but I love these clips because it's one of my dearest friends in this world, Cody. um, And he discussed why he's a feminist and what it was like to come out as a gay man in the South. Uh, why do you identify as a feminist and why is that important for you to be a feminist?
3: Yeah. So especially as a man, I think it's very important to understand as a white man, especially my privilege that I have in the world. um, And to sort of allow that space for women to come in. Um, I think the biggest thing I can do and the importance of me as a male feminist is to let women have their space. um, to let them have their space to lead to be who they are, to feel, to love, to just, like, be empowered in that and be empowered in that in every aspect of their life, not just empowered in the law, but empowered in their career and their social life and everything, so.
2: Okay, episode done. That was perfect. Bye. Bye. Question. <laughs> um, since we're getting into it, what was it like coming coming out and...
3: Yeah, so I think about this a lot. So now I live in New York City and I'm surrounded by... A bunch of young gay men who haven't really had to struggle to come out um I talked to some men that are like I came out when I was 12 years old and it was no big deal my parents like threw me a coming out party and for me coming Aww. out I like I knew my parents loved me and I knew that they had an idea but I was still so afraid um I was very much involved in the Christian community um mm. and I tried for years to just like prayed away and go to church I was going to church events probably five six nights a week at AM, and just like going to breakaway and doing the, all that stuff um and I remember hating myself and just like hating the idea that I was gay and I couldn't make it go away um and after I graduated I was like you know I can't do this anymore I have to tell the people that I love that's me I have to identify with this and I told them and they're like okay and I was like are you guys not that's it there's <laughs> that's nothing else it. And I remember my stepbrother turned to me and said, What, do you want us to like build you a closet to come out of? <laughs> what do you want from us here? So they were so lovely and great. And I was Yay. just crying. I was like, You guys are wonderful. Um
0: You told me I did chilies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How old were you when you told Ken? Twenty two? Yeah.
3: It was right after yeah, right after college. Because yeah, t- I was yeah, afraid that like we're gonna the support that i had from them which was looking back was such a dumb me? idea no, no no no, no. like my it. family like because they were helping me through college and i didn't want them i didn't want to put that in jeopardy mm-hmm. um because in the south it's so common for people to be completely disowned by their families mm-hmm. which is so heartbreaking. heartbreaking and terrible i don't know why you could love your child and then they tell you one thing about them and you just disown them.
0: So, episode 60 is another episode I chose because it's about birthdays and horoscopes. And I just love those things. And it was lighthearted. And I just kind of thought this clip was kind of fun. So, I w- I'm going to do this to both of us. But I am going to go over the best and worst qualities of our sign.
2: Okay. <laughs> and you okay. have to be honest. Okay.
0: And you can read me mine. I'll hand you your, <laughs> my... Okay. Your birthday, July 23rd through the 22nd. Um, through August 22nd. August 22nd. Um, now, your best qualities. I'm going to start off with the good. Okay. You're enthusiastic.
2: <laughs> that's, I think that's true.
0: Yeah. Do you we always I'm, are goofy together. Do you
2: think I'm enthusiastic? Yeah. You're always pumped
0: up. <laughs> yeah. Um, courageous. I do think you're,
2: you have a lot of spirit and you're courageous. Okay. Do you think so? Mm, i i err more towards enthusiasm but i could see that okay loyal i am very loyal you are yes i'm very loyal you're diehard um kind of big-hearted yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes
0: that one's true energetic yes you do a million things in a week yes yes um and you're very optimistic mm okay Oh, and by the way, this is from the Daily Horoscope app, and Ga- Ganesha Speaks.
2: <gasps> Ganesha Speaks? hmm Do you know who Ganesha is? Yeah, the... the elephant. Elephant. Dee Dee.
0: Yeah. Um, so, ready for the worst? Yes, I'm ready. Center of attention and
2: egotistical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that one, I like to be the center of attention, but in smaller groups. Mm. If it's like a really large group. I mean, I do
0: too, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah. If it's smaller groups, then I do like being the center of attention.
0: Um, Headstrong.
2: Probably. Do you think you're stubborn about some stuff? Yes. I think I'm stubborn about some stuff. Possessive. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Especially when I was younger, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Dominating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't see this one. (laughs) I don't think so. I, <laughs> I guess we'll have to ask
2: Desmond.
0: Dominating.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know if it means sexually. <laughs> you might be dominating the conversation. I don't know. Um, impatient.
2: Mm, I don't know. I think I'm pretty patient. Okay. This that see, one I disagree be, with.
0: I think you can be your true sign, but like I think there's an extremist of the best and worst of signs. Okay. okay,
2: what are you? Okay, let's see here.
0: And you got to tell me whether you think also.
2: Okay. So you're a Libra,
0: the balancing sign, an air sign.
2: An air sign. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a fire sign. sign.
0: We're passion signs. Did you know that? No. Yeah. We're passionate in friendship and passionate in love. Oh,
2: wow. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you're best. You're tactful.
0: Do you think I'm tactful, like responsible? Yes. I think so. I think there's times where I'm a little flaky, but I think I tell people when I'm going to f- screw it up.
2: <laughs> yeah. You don't flake out the last second. No. I'm like, Mm-mm.
0: guess what? Two days <laughs> before I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. Yeah.
2: Romantic. Oh, God. Oh, la, la. She's been romantic. I am
0: definitely identify as that. Love romance. Die always been diehard.
2: Charming. Am I charming? I think you're charming. You're very charming. Do I charm you like a snake? <laughs> <laughs> like a snake.
0: Huh? Or do snakes get
2: charmed? Is that the opposite? <laughs> no, you're charming like a snake. Do you mean like a snake? Just. Like, I like justice. I think so. Yep. Diplomatic.
0: Do I like see things at a balance or am I like...
2: Um. Yes. Mm.
0: I think sometimes, sometimes I get heated about stuff, though, and then balanced.
2: And then balanced. And I think that overall, you live a balanced life.
0: Overall, yeah. There For could sure. be some areas where you—it's not perfect, but I always am very aware when those areas are imbalanced.
2: For sure. Okay. Let's hit. Okay, with you're the worst. Bud. I don't. I don't believe this first one. Superficial. I don't think you're superficial.
0: I really don't identify as that. Mm-mm. I think where it kind of could come into play and that's actually one of the last qualities it kind of mixes is like money. Like I'm kind of bad with money. Like I like like a little bit like the f- like spending money on food is like my worst. I'm terrible about that.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm the worst. You're I don't need a part to Libra. <laughs> I don't need to I'm curious what my uh moon its moon sign is. It might be Libra. Um and there's I another one Think mine's one an Aquarius. Too. There's a moon sign and there's a something else sign. Mm. We have three different signs. But anyway, um, I'm so bad. Like, I don't need coffee every morning. Like, I don't. Like, I could go to my office and get free coffee.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. I, like, walk to that corner to get coffee. I go out to eat at lunchtime. It's terrible habits.
2: Why do we do this? Mm. Unreliable slash indecisive in parentheses, changes their mind on opinions because easily swayed by people. I don't see that in you.
0: Oh, I am. Um, I have to ask. It's like a big thing I deal with in therapy. I have to ask people before I do something and like run it by them, even though it's not their decision. It's like completely my choice. And I like have to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Chelsea will be the first one to tell you that.
2: I guess I guess the reason that I said no is because I think that – You're decisive about this podcast and you're decisive about the opinions that you share on this podcast. Okay. But at the same time, the way that maybe you could be is because sometimes I'll come to you with ideas and you'll be like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to talk about that on air. Yeah. Because you don't want to be portrayed a certain way. Right. And decisive. Yeah. So... But at the same time, like whenever you feel passionate about something that you do want to talk about and that you wouldn't care what other people thought of you, then you will talk about it.
0: That's well, true. Now people are going to be like, <laughs> what are you? What does she not want to talk about? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> this next clip is important to me, particularly right now, because I'm actually training for my second century cycling ride, or 100 miles on a bike is other words of what that means. So and in this clip in episode 20, I talked about what my first experience of cycling 100 miles was like, and what it meant to me. So this was very selfish of why I chose this clip, but I wanted to include it just for myself and to reflect back on it now while I'm starting to train again. It just taught me, now lady, I know you're not asking all these questions, um, but it taught me a lot because um, it just like, one, I had never had anything physical in my life that I had worked toward. Like Mm -hmm. no physical goals, no sports that I had ever been a part of, nothing like that. So I was one interested in doing that for myself because it was like I had gotten into the gym recently and being athletic and being more into it. So I thought it was an interesting experience. Then it like you have to mentally build endurance and mentally overcome a few things. So it was a spiritual experience for me, like teaching myself how strong I was and then it um, and then physically you have to fuel yourself and you have to get to know your body and when it's hurting and when what point you can push it to and like when you need f- fuel and when you need to be hydrated. And like I learned a lot about myself and I was really in tune with my body. And so it was like a really spiritual experience almost for me um just to be physically connected to myself. So episode number eight in our look back on that 100 different episodes is actually from episode 53 on mental health and the importance in ending stigmas that surround things like mental illnesses or just mental health in general or even therapy um which I really believe everyone can benefit from um, and everyone can benefit from paying attention to their mental health in general. It's just as important as physical health. And also it's important to think about how you speak to yourself internally. Like, There's a lot of things I want to talk about today, Megan, but I've, I felt like my own mental health before this year, well, before maybe, maybe in 2016 and below that, I felt like very closeted by it. You know, like I was terrified of going to therapy and you and Chelsea actually like encouraged
2: me to try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think that myself included, um, I've had mental health issues since I was probably like, a, I probably had them my whole life, but I started going to therapy since I was like a junior in high school on and off. And I think that through high school, through college, I didn't talk about it. I mean, with my mom and my close friends, but that's it. Even my partners, I wouldn't really talk too much about it. But um, now I think that I want to talk about it and um, make it be known so that way people realize that they're not alone.
0: Right. Um, Some of the things I wanted to discuss, what do you think the culture is around, like, having a mental illness or just mental health in general? What do you feel like the culture and the stigma is behind that? Like, what the negative is what I'm talking about mainly.
2: Yeah. I think that we don't talk about it enough. And I also think that if you have a physical illness, it's like, Oh, that person can't control it or, um, take cancer. For instance, that person didn't ask for it. It was brought on to them, um, out of their will. whereas mental illness, I don't think has the same thought. Like maybe people think, Oh, they're doing it to themselves or, um, if they would have made a different choice and at some point in their life, this wouldn't be happening to them. Um, But I don't think that that's the case by any means. So our ninth episode that we're taking a
0: look back from our 100 episodes is from a local well-known uh, yogi, Biola. She is the founder of Trap Vinyasa, which I can speak from experience is an amazing class for both your body and soul. Um, seriously, I recommend if you're in Seattle going to take it or if you plan on visiting in Seattle to try it. Um, in this snippet, she's going to find what Trap Vinyasa is.
2: Can you
4: explain what T.R.A.P. is and how you combine it with yoga? Yes, that's a very interesting question. I get that a lot. Um, T.R.A.P. is basically urban or impoverished cultures and like inner city areas of, you know, Seattle has it downtown Rainier, um, but they're basically urban or impoverished areas where there's a lot of crime happening. So there's high crime rate um, growing up in Atlanta, being born in Atlanta. I grew up kind of in trap culture. Um, My cousins were exotic dancers. Um, I grew up in kind of in the the neighborhoods where there was a lot of things happening. Um, And within that, I learned so much about community, even in that, because the community is really strong in those spaces, although it seems like it wouldn't be. Um, But community is really strong, and I also learn that in those spaces, those people, um, even though the choices that they're making might not be the best, the, ju- the lack of judgment that they have for other people, it's really profound, even though they're constantly being judged and scrutinized on their choices and how they're choosing to live their lives. Uh, I know a lot of women who are in the sex work industry. Um, I've dated pimps. I, I've, I've had my bout of drug abuse. And so I've, I've been in those subcultures and the lack of the, the lack of judgment that these people have for other people is really profound. The grace that they have for other people is really fo- profound. So I always found such an ability to be so self-expressive and, and liberated in those spaces because of the grace that they have. And so... That's how I wanted to, or that's how I made the combination of trap, vinyasa. I wanted to create a community that felt like that, that, that you know, it's hard to find that in yoga communities, even though we like to believe that it's always there. It's not necessarily true. Um, and I wanted to find a space and create a space where people could expose themselves, find that complete self-expression, no matter their choices, no matter their body type, no matter their race. And so that's ultimately why I created and con- con- buy and trap vinyasa to create that space to kind of mimic that. And we've done a really good job of of creating that. So the
0: final and 10th clip of looking back at the podcast is about how you can be many different things in your lifetime professionally Um, and always make a change no matter what your age is and your career and how you're not trapped. Um, You can always do something different and always aspire to be something great. And this is from episode number 76. I guess like kind of what inspired behind my idea um for this episode was I was I think I was listening to Michelle no I was reading Michelle's book and I haven't even gotten that
3: (gasps) I'm reading Michelle's book oh
0: yeah Michelle Obama's book so when at the beginning she talks about like she's worn multiple hats and she was a lawyer and kind of got bored and then like went on into where be in nonprofits and be involved in this way as the first lady, which is a job and like do all these things that were different than she originally was just like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. And that actually brought a lot of comfort to me to see another woman who I look up to For her not to feel like there's ever an end point in who you are and your career and what it is and it can always change and can always evolve and can always be different if you want it to be. And so just for like the women out there that might be like feeling a little sad in their career or not even that, but feeling like they need to take the next step. I just what I just think is like it's comforting to know that you can always make a change you can always follow what you want to do and you can always branch out and have multiple careers for your whole life like the you're you're not in jail in this career you can make a change if you can like put your mind to it and ask for help like people will be willing to help you if you just sit down and say I'm interested in this you
2: know and I also think that, you know, it's not an easy decision to make. I mean, you and I made career changes, um, but it wasn't an easy decision. By For any either of us, yeah. Yeah, and it was scary, and it, you didn't know what to expect, and you didn't know if you were making the right decision. You have an identity crisis. Yeah, and you're like, also what I kind of thought to myself was, why did I spend five years, well, five years studying it, And then five years, you know, in the profession itself. So Mm -hmm. 10 years total, I spent my life in accounting. Um, And so it's like one of those things where it's like, well, first of all, why did I do that to myself for 10 years? And second of all, like what, what should I have done differently so that I could have ended up where I ended up now. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in now if it wasn't for everything leading up to it. Um, Because like I said, um, people can, I can relate really well to people whenever they come to me to talk about career changes and talk about career moves. Um, But it's just one of those things where it's a little bit of an identity crisis. So thank you again
0: so much for tuning in and continuing to tune in um, and empowering me to create this podcast. I've really Loved it so far Um, and again this topic in general is so important to me and this experience has really meant a lot. So I always like to reflect back on what I'm looking forward to this week and this week I'm looking forward to continuing to follow what I love doing. Thank you ladies and male feminists for tuning in for yet another week of The Peaceful Truth. Bye.